0: You're listening to Life UPC Richmond Hills Audiocast. Praise God. I'm going to read to you while you're standing from Jeremiah chapter 2 verses 12 and 13. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Jeremiah chapter 2 verses 12 and 13. If you don't have your Bibles with you, Sister Shakira's got it pulled right up here on the screen. Praise God. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 12 reads, Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be you very desolate, saith the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Praise God. I want to preach to you guys a little bit this morning about keeping the water moving. Keep the water moving. Amen. Brother Conway, would you pray for us this morning? Lord God, we just ask you right now that you touch the man of God, Father, that you bring a word to us today, God. Let this word fill our hearts and our souls. Let it Fuel our nourishments that we need for our spirits this week, God, so that we can go forth and spread the gospel to the community, God. We ask that you touch this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. 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 Praise God. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise in this place. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated. Keep the water moving. Praise God. You know... Water is life. Water is life. Scientists have shown that you need water to have life. Amen. You got to have water. And and I I think it's it's so appropriate that God uses water as in water baptism. And he says, I am the living water. He's the the water, the the fountain that if we drink from, we will never thirst. Amen. He is that living water. But if you know anything about water, you know that. In order for the water to be good, it has to keep flowing, right? If you have, and our scripture here talks about cisterns. his You know, people have carved out cisterns. And see, the thing about cisterns, they, they, they can hold a lot of water and everything, but if you don't keep it moving, if you don't keep emptying it, filling it, empty it, then the water can become stagnant, right? And once water becomes stagnant, if you have water that's just sitting there and it's stagnant for a long period of time, it begins to grow uh, uh, things in it that we—that's not good for us. It will not be good to drink. I can guarantee you that. And and, and you've got mosquitoes that nest there, and then you, <clears throat> so it produces bugs and all kinds of mess in that stagnant water. But if you keep the water flowing, those things aren't able to uh, manifest themselves in that water. That's why the water must flow. Praise God. In fact, it it even speaks in revelations. I believe it's the last chapter of revelations about the, about a river, you know, a running river that comes from the, the, the temple of God in, in heaven. And it's a of clear crystal clear water that's running through heaven. Praise God. So you have a lot of of typology in the bible from water because water is life and and see god know, knew that from the beginning of time scientists discovered it i don't know how many years ago we discovered oh wait you got to have water to have life but god already knew that all the way since the beginning of time that water is life because he created life praise god so you need water <clears throat> but like i said if you know anything about water you got to keep that water flowing you got to keep that water flowing Praise God. You know, uh, Brother Cruz came over yesterday to help me get rid of some things in my garage. And uh, um, I was sharing, Brother Cruz, uh, my message for today all come. It came to me. I, I was just praying for the Lord to. To, to give me a message for everyone today and 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 for some reason he spoke to me and said just go to Jeremiah. I opened to Jeremiah and it opened up to Jeremiah chapter 2 is where I opened up and I just began reading and I began reading all of Jeremiah chapter 2 and this is where my whole message comes from today and a lot of times my message comes from an idea or or something that <clears throat> God puts on my heart but sometimes it comes from just one scripture and so oftentimes when I preach I Use scripture throughout the Bible, going back and forth. But sometimes I preach right at one scripture, and I'm preaching from that scripture today, Jeremiah chapter two. And as I was sharing this uh, with uh, Brother Cruz yesterday, he was sharing with me. He said, "Man, that sounds uh, very similar to a message that I heard from Scott Graham on on one of the uh, conferences." I think, and <clears throat> I did have to go back and look at it a little bit. So. At this, In this message that Scott Graham had preached, he had talked about a city, and I don't remember the city that he was talking about, but um, there was a river that was running through it, and it was a big port from somewhere, I think it was in Mississippi, and um, it, it was this big port, it was one of the biggest ports on the Mississippi River, and he was saying something to the effect that, that the river ran right through there, so that's why it was a big port, and and for some reason, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, people were throwing stuff into this uh, river right there at the port, and just all kinds of mess was being thrown in there, and they just kept piling stuff in there, piling stuff in there. <coughs> well, the the long short of it is that that river, the it was the Mississippi River that ran through there, and that river does no, no longer flow through there. You see, because they kept blocking it off. They kept adding stuff in it. That's kind of like our lives. We we throw all kinds of stuff in in our lives that don't have nothing with, to do with Jesus and God. They don't have nothing to do with that. And we throw all this mess in our lives and we begin to stop the river from flowing in our lives. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. So. If you look at Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, my opening scripture, I said it says, be astonished. God's saying, be astonished. He said, oh, ye heavens at this, and be horribly afraid, he's saying. He's talking to the, the children of Israel, and he says, be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, saith the Lord, for my people have committed two evils, he said. My people have committed two evils. The first is they have forsaken God. They have forsaken the fountain of living water, which is God. They have forsaken the fountain, he says. And he says, instead, what they have done is they have hewed, they have created cisterns. And see, that's what's happening in our lives today. I think we need to be horribly afraid of what's happening in our lives and in our families and in, in this world right now. We need to be horribly afraid because we're creating cisterns, false gods in our lives. We're throwing, we're, we're, we're worshiping everything but God in this world today. And, and, and you see it prevalent everywhere. We're worshiping sports figures, we're worshiping uh, movie stars, and all kinds of mess that we shouldn't be worshiping instead of keeping our focus on God where it should be. He said, My people. They've created cisterns. They've created false gods and have become, begun worshiping these gods, he says. "These are This is what my people have done, and we see that today. You see, there's a lot of typology in the Bible, and, and we talk about this all the time. And the typology here uh, uh, and the representation here is the Israelites uh, is us. It's us. It's God's people. And it's not talking about people just of the world here. It's talking about his chosen people here. God's chosen people. So he's not even talking about people that aren't in church because, see, we're God's chosen people because we've been adopted to the faith. Amen. We've been adopted to the the children of God. So we are children of God. He's speaking to us, not to everybody else. I'm speaking to us today. Praise God. You see, we got to keep that water flowing, that living water flowing in our lives. We can't keep throwing all this other mess and worshiping other things and putting other things before God. See, that's all idol worship is, is putting things before God. That's what idol worship is. Anything that you put before God becomes an idol. And, And the Bible tells us that that sin, do not put anything before me, saith the Lord. So. That's what's happening today. And I'm not talking about people in the world. I'm talking about people in church. Amen. We can't keep putting things before God because what we're doing is we're blocking off the river so it can't flow through us. You see, the river of living water is God, Jesus. Amen. And and, and the Holy Ghost that dwells in us is God in us, which is the Holy Spirit that flows through us. And if we're blocking that out, it's not flowing through us anymore and we become stagnant. We don't want to become stagnant in this place. Praise God. If you go back to the beginning of <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 2, because I, I started from the very beginning. I was just reading it, and I was reading through. If you go back, it tells us in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, he, The Lord, word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, okay? Saying, he says, Go and cry, in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord. This is what God is telling your people. I remember you, he said. He said, I remember you. I remember the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousal, the love that you had for me when thou were, wentest after me, when you ran after me in the wilderness, he says, in the land that was not even sown, out in the wilderness where there wasn't anything. That, and I remember, he said, I remember how you, you, you ran to me. How it says, your kindness and your love of me, it says, when you were in the wilderness. See, at this time, they have already been brought up out of the wilderness. They were in the land of milk and honey, all right, and they've turned from God. But he remembers, and God's saying that to us today, he remembers you. He remembers you when you first got the Holy Ghost. He remembers you when you first repented of your sins and you ran after God. He's saying, I remember you when you ran after me, but now you can barely walk to me. Praise God. We're becoming stagnant. Praise God. And I don't want to be a stagnant church because a stagnant church is not the church at all. We've got to keep running after God. Keep flowing. We've got to allow the river to keep running through us. Praise God. He said, I remember when you were like that. He's talking to the Israelites. I remember how you ran after me. You loved me. You sought me, but yet now, You've turned from me. He said, Israel in verse three said, Israel was holiness unto the Lord and the first fruits of his increase. All that devour him shall offend even or evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord. He said, I remember when you when you sought me, when you ran after me and all of you was holiness. I remember, God says, praise God. And then we go to verse four and it says, hear you, the word of the Lord. Hear this. He's saying, "O house of Jacob. My people, my chosen people, God saying and all thy families. God speaking to you today, not just to you, but to you and your families and the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, what in have your fathers found in me that they were gone far from me? What is it that you've seen that? What fault have you found in me, God, saying that you cannot continue to run after me and you're becoming stagnant, that you do not want to seek me in all of my ways and instead you become stagnant? God saying, what is it that you found in me? There is no fault in God. He is God, the creator of the heavens and the earth and everything in between. He is holiness. He is righteousness. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the living water. Praise God. What fault can you find in him? None. Yet somehow we can't run after him any longer. We're becoming stagnant and praise God. I do not want us to become stagnant as a church. So I believe that the word that God has given me today is for every single one of us. Every one of us. It's a word that we need. We cannot become stagnant. We cannot even slow down. We got to keep our eyes on the prize. We got to keep running for Jesus. We got to keep living for God and allow that living water to flow through us and to be able to minister it out to everybody else that we know. Praise God. He said, Thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me that they have gone far from me and have walked after vanity and are become vain? Verse 6, it says, Neither said they, Where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt? <laughs> where? Oh, come on now. When, when something comes your way, when hard times comes your way, are you questioning God saying, well, where are you now, God? You brought me out of this mess that led us through the wilderness. Do you remember that God brought you from where you were from? Do you remember what you were like before you came to God and before you, before you res, repented of your sins and turned away from it, received the, the gift of the Holy Ghost, was baptized in Jesus' name? Look at where you're at today. Look where brought, God has brought you to. Don't forget about that. Through yeah, the land of drought and of the shadow of death, through a land that no man passed through, And where no man dwelt. And in verse 7, it says, and I brought you into a plentiful country. Look where I brought you to. Look where you're at today. Do you want, do you want for anything? Does God not provide for each and every one of us? He provides everything in our lives. Has he not blessed you? Praise God. Has he not blessed some of us with a new job, with a better job? Has he not blessed some of us financially when we thought we couldn't make ends meet, yet somehow God has provided, God has blessed us. He said, I brought you out of that desert, out of that place where nothing can grow, and into this place. Look where I brought you at. How can you not show forth your praises and your glory to him? Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And it says, but when you entered, you defiled my land. He brought them into a land of milk and honey where there was plenty, and he gave them everything and provided everything, yet they turned to false gods and idols, and they turned away from God. How could we? How could we turn from God? How can we not continue to run after him? We cannot become stagnant. Praise God. Verse 8 it says, the priests said not, where is the Lord? And they that handle the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me. I tell you what, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you what the Lord is feeling right now. I would not be doing my job if I would not preach conviction in your lives. I'm here to tell you. He says, the pastors also transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied by Baal, false God, and walked after things that do not profit. You see, Baal represents a lot of things in our lives. Baal can represent money, your job. It can represent figures like sports figures and and, and whatever it is that becomes an idol in your life. Whatever it is that you put before God, and it can be money, and it can be people, it can be things, possessions, whatever it is. All these things are represented by Baal because they are false idols. And walked after things that do not profit. None of these things have they have nothing to offer to you. All these things of the world, whatever it is that you might be putting before God. They have maybe pleasure for a brief moment, but I'm here to tell you that it's flee. It flees. It's gone just like that. But God promises everlasting life with him, eternal life, glory in heaven, where we will have no fear, we will have no pain, we will have no sorrow, no sadness. Hallelujah, Jesus, praise God. That's what I'm working toward. I'm keeping my eyes on the prize, and I'm going to keep running after Jesus. And then in verse 10, he says, For pass over the isles of Chittim. And see, and send unto Kedar, and consider diligently, and see if there be such a thing. Hath the nation changed their gods, which are not gods? False idols. We're following after the wrong things. But my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. Those things have no profit in our lives. And then he says, with my opening verse, it says, Be astonished. He tells them, you better be astonished. And and he says, oh, ye heavens at at this, be horribly afraid. Be horribly afraid. And I don't like to, to preach fire and brimstone and all this in the church, but guess what? You need to be horribly afraid right now. Because the time's coming when the Lord's returning and and he's going to take up his bride and we're going to we want to be that bride. Amen. The church that he's come back for. He says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken the fountain of the living water, the living waters. Praise God we got to keep that living water moving flowing through us in our lives the Holy Spirit we got to pray through the Holy Spirit every chance we get we should pray through it every time we come to church we should pray through it every day hallelujah that Holy Spirit don't become stagnant God's saying some of you have become stagnant you're slowed down don't slow down. The time's coming. This is when you need to run harder. You need to run harder after God. <clears throat> Jesus said, I no, I love that song. I remember that song over at the Hinesville church. We, uh, I think they sung that one. Yeah, they sung that one on their on that first CD they had, didn't they? Jesus said it. Jesus said, he that believeth on me, it says in John chapter 7, he that believe on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow river of living water. Praise God. Out of your belly. Oh, man. I love that song. Maybe Sister Warren can find that song for uh, author called, what's that? Oh, she already had it pulled up. Praise God. <clears throat> That's God right there. I'm here to tell you. Mm. We gotta that that water's gotta keep flowing through us. That that living water needs to keep flowing in our lives. We gotta keep continue to be on fire for God. We can't slow down. We gotta, I'm here to tell you, you gotta keep that water moving. We gotta keep that. River of living water moving in our lives. We got to get up and move in this place. We got to get up and move. Praise God. Don't stop. Don't slow down. Don't become stagnant water. Praise God. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus says, go unto the world amen he said go unto the world he didn't say just stand there and wait for them to come to you he said go because we got to keep moving we got to keep moving don't stand still go into the world it's the great commission go and tell everybody preach the gospel teach it praise god to every creature and it tells you again in matthew 28 same thing he said in verse 19 go ye therefore He said, go and teach the gospel. He didn't say stand still and become stagnant. We got to keep moving. We got to keep moving in this place. There's a whole city out here all around us. There's a whole world around us, and they need Jesus. Oh, they need Jesus more than ever, and there's a lot of people that think they got Jesus, but they don't have Jesus like they need Jesus. They think that, that, oh, I believe in God, so I'm going to heaven. But no, it takes a lot more than that. To really have that living water that's coming out of your belly, you got to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's God manifest, That's God inside of you. Praise God. And when you become stagnant, when you don't let it flow, it doesn't flow out of you to everybody that you meet. You're trying to keep it. You can't do that. Don't become stagnant. Isaiah. Chapter 6. Verses 8. Through 10. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8. It says. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying. Whom shall I send. Who will go for us. Who will go for us. And then. I said, I here am I send me, send me. This is the attitude that we have. Just, we need just like Isaiah. We need to say, God, who do you need to send? Send me. I'm right here. God, use me. Use me to minister your gospel to my family members, to my loved ones, to my friends, to my coworkers and everybody that I meet. Use me. God, here I am. And we got to keep that living water flowing through us. It says, and he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not and see you indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat. We need to break the hearts of people around us, amen. And make their ears heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart. And convert and be healed. Everybody around us needs Jesus. Everybody. And how are they going to hear it unless you bring it to them? Use me, God. Use me, God, in this place. We've got to keep that river of living water flowing in each and every one of our lives. Don't become stagnant. Don't become stagnant water. Water that does not bring forth any life. See, Jesus is living water. He brings life. He brings life to everyone. And he's wanting to use you in this place to help bring forth that life to those around us. But we cannot be stagnant. We've got to keep that water moving in our lives. And I'm getting ready to close if Sister Warner wants to. Have some altar call music, getting ready to pray, to play. Praise God. Go back to that scripture, John chapter 7, verse 37. In the last days, in the last day, we are in that day right now we are getting closer and closer to the return of the Lord and the rapture and when he's going to come back for his bride and take us up to heaven. I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss that. And I don't want anybody in this church to miss it. But when we become stagnant and we don't continue to to run after God and allow his spirit to flow inside of us, we become stagnant and we don't... We draw back from God, and the Holy Spirit that was in us begins to leave us. Because you see, we fall back to sin in our lives, and sin and God cannot dwell in the same place. We need the Holy Ghost. We need that living water to continue to flow in each and every one of our lives and to flow out of our belly. It says, If any man thirsts, let him come and drink unto me and drink he that believeth on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow riv- rivers of living water lord god i want you to flow through me O oh god i want your river to continue to flow i don't want to become stagnant water in this place O oh god thank you for listening to life upc richmond hills audio cast